So you are doing some research here. Yeah, so uh, Cam the intern. Got oh, his own, own podcast. Got his own podcast. But it looks good. Looks good. Logos, good Maybe graphics. Maybe it sounds good, too. Oh, Cam. Hardworking kid. Cam? Yeah. Every day that kid's stock goes up a little Doesn't bit. A little bit. Ryan Hurtry on the way. It's good off the backboard and in. I'm sorry. What a take by Ducker. Jones, another steal. Spin on Caldwell and the layup's good. I would like to see you hold a mirror up to yourself and interview yourself. As good as this was, it could only be better if it was all you. Tuning in, I was a fan. I was like, man, let's do it. Cam, thanks so much for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Joined today for the first time, Cam Isamone. Gallagher's going to have to shoot it from beyond the arc. And it's good. Jacobs for three. He got it! My goodness, what a shooting performance by I think Cam's Corner is great. Tune in to Cam's Corner. This kid's going to make it. He's going to make it here. And we are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Cam's Corner today. Joining me, a URI alum from New Jersey and currently a sports reporter for Channel 4 in Nashville, Tennessee, covering Tennessee Titans, of course. Nikki Laterulo. Nikki, thanks for taking the time and joining me today. Yes, thanks for having me. I always like to talk to a fellow roadie round. No, it's awesome. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I know you've been all over the place since leaving Jersey, then coming to uh, URI, um, starting off your college career. But before we get into that, I wanted to know when you were a senior in high school, what your mindset was like and how you ultimately decided on uh, coming to URI. So I always knew from a young age that I wanted to be a sports reporter because I loved Kim Jones, the Yankee clubhouse reporter. But I wasn't really sure how to do it because I feel like this is an industry where no one really tells you which way to go. It's not like if you're a finance major, you're just like, okay, go and then graduate and then you'll get a job. It's just like you graduate and then you don't, you kind of have to make it for yourself. So when I was in high school, I just kind of knew I wanted to do that, but I didn't pick a school based on what I wanted to do, which I probably should have. Um, my mom really wanted me to go to Syracuse because they have good broadcasting. But I was like, no, I really just liked URI. I liked the campus. I liked the area. It wasn't too far from home. And I knew they had a communications major, which now I know is not the same thing. But I wasn't really at that time knowing what the difference was. So I was just a communications major. I went totally not even thinking about what I wanted to do in the future. And then my freshman and sophomore year, I was just taking the basic communications classes. So when I graduated high school, I was just thinking, okay, I want to be the next Kim Jones, but I was not taking that into account when I picked my school, honestly. Right. So when would that like kind of come into play? When did your mindset kind of click once you were at URI? Like, all right, this is like what the kind of path I have to go down and this is what I want to get into. So my sophomore year, I remember I went to the advisor and I was like, okay, what classes do I need to take? Like, how do I do stuff in the studio? Because we had a very rundown studio. It just wasn't, it's in the same place the studio is now, but that's brand new. So she was like, we don't have any of that. You should probably transfer because I don't think we have what there is to help you. And I was just like, okay. So I remember going back to the 80 pie house, crying to my roommates. And I, they were like, you're not transferring. I just figured it out. So um, I switched my major to journalism at that point the summer going into junior year, junior year. And then I got an internship at ABC six in Providence, but it was a, someone like knew someone from home and just got me the internship, but it was in the engineering department. So I messaged one of the reporters on Facebook and she just said, let me talk to my news director. I'll try to see if I can like squeeze you into the news department. So that one girl, Kirsten, who now works in Boston, basically just like put me on the path. And I was a news intern that summer. And I lived in Rhode Island um, at my grandparents' house. And then I went back my junior year and I was like, okay, I know what I want to do. I do not want to do news. I want to do sports. And I just went to URI. Oh, this is Gino. Um, <laughs> I have the same kind of dog. That's so crazy. 
I went to the URI athletics department. I was just like, how do I do something with you guys? And they were like, we don't have any options. You should go to the five cent cigar. So I went to the cigar and realized I didn't want to do like, I didn't want to do newspaper writing. I wanted to do on air. So this one girl, Jessica Pace, who created a URI student newscast. Um, she's now a producer in Long Island. She was like, okay, just start a sports segment. Like who cares if we've never done it before? So we went into that rundown ratchet studio at 8 a.m. and did it ourselves, edited it ourselves. And then um, Shane, the URI men's basketball and football SID, he was one that was like, why don't you just come and do videos for the athletic department? Like we can't pay you or give you credits, but we could post them. So I just started going to the games and borrowing the equipment from the Harrington hub, which now I think they actually have equipment, but I was borrowing stuff from the film school. And then they ended up like ordering me equipment and I made a mic flag online and I just did whatever I thought would look good for social media to post and just get reps. And then it just ended up working out, but I was just a journalism and communications major. So everything that I did kind of was like myself. It wasn't really anything with my classes or anything. That's crazy to hear because now it looks like so brand new. Like I'm, this is my first year here because I went to um, Rhode Island College down in Providence, um, my freshman and sophomore year, and then I transferred because I heard the program was so good. So many students are doing so many good things. So I was like, you know, if I want to get into that um, that it business, it looks like a, yeah, it looks like a good school to go to. Looks much better, and they started to build the studio when I was still there, but it wasn't done. And then they launched the sports communications major when I was a senior, so I was already I couldn't take the 100 level classes at that time. But um, it's definitely on the up, which mm -hmm. I love to see because I feel like I kind of helped push it in that direction because people were like, okay, I want to do what she was doing. How'd you do that? And I was like, I, did, I just did it myself. Yeah. So, like along those like same lines too, like, uh, like you talk about Shane and people like that, like connections, you know, that goes a long way in the industry and stuff like that. So um, I guess kind of talk about like the internships too, like kind of like uh, what kind of connections helped you throughout college, you know, kind of get like you off your feet and going uh, maybe towards like your junior and senior years. Yeah. So I had that internship in Providence going into my senior year, which was news. And that's kind of just where there was this one anchor, John, I don't know if he's still there. He was like one of the main news anchors at ABC six. And he was like, you need to go do standups. Like when you go out with the reporters, just do a standup just cause you're going to be horrible at first, basically, but just get used to it. So I did so many random standups that were news related and then um, I kind of just saw how the in the industry worked through that internship. And then my fall of junior year, I interned at Channel 12 in Providence. And Yanni Krakis, he's now in Florida, and Ruthie Plinsky, she's in Miami. They kind of like helped me. And I went to like Friday Night Football. Then I went to Patriots every game, every practice that they went to, which was, it helps me now because now I'm covering the NFL. So I kind of knew how it worked a little bit before. But they were always like making me do stand-ups and like critiquing me and helping me. And I learned how to shoot and edit and stuff with them. And I still talk to them. Like they helped me when I was looking for a new job. I was like reaching out to them. What do you guys think about this? Like, is how's this pay? Should I be asking for this or that? It's just good to know people that are above you in the industry that have already went through the early markets. And then the next semester I interned at Channel 10 in Providence. Um with Joe, Kayata, and Frank. And they helped me. That was more like in studio stuff, wasn't as like going out and doing things at games, but Frank would let me come in whenever I wanted and do anchor reels, like just read his sportscast in the studio, which really helped because I had never been in a studio because we didn't have one. 
And then the summer going into my senior year, I did ABC seven in New York, which was like, I was mostly logging and stuff. Like it was kind of busy work, but just being in the number one station in the country and going to like Yankees with them and Jets and Giants. That was really cool, especially being from there. It was kind of like surreal, like just going into Yankees locker room. I was like, how is this even allowed? Like, how am I doing this? And then um, Ryan Fields, the sports anchor there, he really helped me. And I still talk to him all the time. Like he's a really good connection. So just going into an internship and becoming like friends with the reporters and the anchors helps because you don't know where they're going to go next. And they might know someone in a market you want to go to, or they might've worked with someone. So it all just like the industry is way smaller than it seems. So it's good to just connect with everybody and always like get contacts when you go to places. Right. And for someone like you, you know, talking about like the opportunities that you had, um, like they weren't like, you know, kind of like coming to you, like you said, you had to make like your own opportunities yourself and do like the things on your own. Um, like looking at some of the things like for basketball and football, like the roadie sports corner, like some of the stuff that I'm doing similar to that. But like you said, like you had to kind of get it off on your own, you know, mm-hmm. going into jobs like working with the Patriots at Gillette Stadium, like in during college and stuff like that, like your first real taste of like the internships and like, you know, what they can offer and how the jobs like really work. Like, what was that like, you know, your first time being in like, like you said, like with the Yankees and like things like that, like at Gillette uh, opportunities like that. It was kind of just like, I feel like in the moment, I don't know if you know, Kate Rogerson, she's in Durham, North Carolina. Now she's a year younger. So we kind of like, she kind of followed in my footsteps and we would always, we say now, like, it's kind of crazy. Like she covered the world series as an intern. So we were like, this is crazy. At the time we were just like, okay, we need to act super professional. We need to just like really just try to help where they need us. And like, we weren't really taking it in. I don't think because it, it just seems normal at the time. Like they were right. like, okay, carry this. We're like, okay, like just helping where we could. And now we think about it. I'm like, it's kind of crazy that we were, I was at all these Patriots games and practices as a what 19 year old. And I was just like in the locker room and I was just like, this is normal. I'm going to get on under everybody and get the microphone right in the front because you want people to look at you in a professional way because you're so young and especially being a girl too. It wasn't like I was walking in there like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Let me take videos. I was like, okay, what do you need me to do? Mm. And now I feel like that mentality kind of transferred into a real job just because you always want to like put yourself in the best light and like, you don't want to give anyone anything bad to say. So I feel like as an intern, it was like heightened because we were in these markets around these big time reporters and like ESPN was always there because it was Tom Brady. So it was just like much different, but I think it definitely prepared me interning in a big market in New York and like in Boston that now I'm not as like, I feel like that was my first job rather than Waco, even though I was just an intern. I feel like the things I did in Rhode Island kind of were like my first TV job. Right. And it like, yeah, exactly. Helped you for like your first like official one, you know, after college. But um, how many did you, how many internships were you involved in like during college? Four, because I interned at all three of the Providence stations, and then I interned in New York. But uh, what I did with your athletics was just on my own. I did get right. I did like a job with your athletics for like a little bit. You know the guy JB that does the hype. Yeah, he's from Johnson. He's where I'm from. Is he still there? Yeah. So he retired. Like he left for like a half a season. He was just like, oh, I need to take a break. I think he was getting married. I don't know for sure. So they they hired me. They were like, Nikki, do you want to do it? And I was like, okay. So I did it for maybe. <laughs> five games and then jv was like jv came back and i was like this is not for me but that was like an official job i had at uri like they paid me for that 
but I was like trying to also shoot the games and do my post game stuff. So at timeouts, I would get up and like run up and do like, okay, this is the Matunic Oyster Bard person of the game. And my voice was just not equipped for like the PA system in there. They were like, uh, we yeah. that. <laughs> that was my only like official job that I got paid for during college, like with reporting. But everyone at UR Athletics is great. Like Thor, like Thor is a job reference mm-hmm. for me. Like I could, anyone could call Thor and help help me out so even though you or i athletics like people here are like where did you go to school like what what is you or i and then like oh they were good at basketball because when i was there they went to the tournament two years in a row but even like though it's not a huge sec school or like a huge thing it's kind of better because there's not a million people trying to do the same thing i feel like if i just tried to do this at a big school like syracuse it's like you fall in with everybody else but when I was there, I was the, literally the only one ever trying to do this. And Stone was trying to do radio. So me and Stone were like, a, do you know Stone Freeman? Probably. Yeah, yeah. So me and him were like the power duo. Like we were spending our own money to travel to away games, travel to the A-10, travel to the NCAAs. Like we drove to Pittsburgh because we were like, okay, we need to actually make it. And like I left and am doing all this stuff. And he's like doing radio for Brody and Kate is – in Durham so we all like made it out of there and I feel like you or I helped us so much because there wasn't that many people trying to do it yeah and I'm kind of again trying to follow in those same footsteps that's crazy about JV how you say that because um yeah. he's from he he was he's from Johnston Island, where I'm from um he's a and, dude. yeah I do like the um broadcast for like men's basketball and all that stuff on ESPN yeah. plus and so you even have that which is yeah. so now I look at it and um like, that's crazy to me. I, that's like, I thought that was like, they've always done that. You know what I mean? Like Paige, the girl that does like the sideline stuff, she yeah. reached out to me and was like, Oh, how did you do all this? Like kind of before. And I was just like, the fact that you guys have all these resources, like take advantage of them because how much further ahead would I have been if we had all this? Like if I was able to do sideline stuff in college, that's crazy. But yeah, we didn't have any of that. The games were in broadcast. Like sometimes they were on your view, but it wasn't like students were doing anything because we didn't have that control room that you guys have near the studio. It didn't even exist. Right. Yeah. So well, actually, like NBC Sports would come and broadcast the games. Right. And then like after that, you know, like you said, in Wanko, Texas was your first like official job. We get sports reporter um, and anchor as well. You know, just talk about that and how that, I know I asked you on, um, you put a poll up on your Instagram once and I asked like, what was your first, uh, your first like okay. job opportunity that, and then you said that, and I was like, all right, you know, like I didn't, I never really um, looked into it, but I figured, like I said, would be a great guest for my podcast because it's a lot of Rhode yeah. Island based people. But you know, going back to that, like, how did that opportunity come to you, like your uh, after senior year? Well, I actually was news, so I, when I went to Waco, I was half news and half sports. I was the number three in the sports department, which during football season was like mostly sports, and then after football, it was like fully news unless they needed help. And so there was this girl, Jessica Mori, who was the weekend sports anchor at KCEN where I went. Um, and she left to go to Oklahoma State to be their team reporter. So she posted and was like, hey, in like a Facebook group of girl, like aspiring reporters and was and said, hey, like I'm leaving. My number three is moving up, but our half news, half sports job is going to be open. Like email our news director if you're interested. And I was like, I do not want to do news. Like I knew I hated news already because of my internship. Loved everyone at channel six in Providence, but I just don't want to cover murders and stuff. So I emailed the news director and he was like, yeah, it's open. And it would just seem like the best opportunity because I had gone to um, 
a small market in North Carolina and I went to a small market in upstate New York and a small market in Louisiana. And I literally, no shade. I just was like, I'm not moving to any of these places. Like there wasn't even like a big city close to any of them. And it was just like, Louisiana was just so culture shock. Like I was like, I can't go here. The small market in North Carolina had just had a flood. So they were working out of a trailer. And I was like, I don't know how long this is going to be in a trailer. Like I'm not going there. And then the one upstate New York was just like, it was freezing. Like, it was up upstate. So then Waco came and it just seemed like, okay, I would cover big 12. I would cover, and none of the sports at Baylor were good at the time. When I first took that job, like football was still having like turnover from Art Bryles. Um, Matt Rule had like just got there. Basketball, men's basketball was like, okay. Women's basketball was like the only really good thing. And I was like, okay, it's close to Dallas and Austin, like an hour from both. Like it's a good place and it's half news, but whatever. It seems like the best place financially meanwhile they're paying me thirty thousand. but like at the time when you're taking a tv job like you think that's a good amount which it's mm. not so don't settle for that <laughs> but so i just accepted the job without even going and then i went with my parents to look at apartments and like i loved it it was like a it's like a weird thing coming from new york like near new york city and then going there because it's like so different but it was a college town kind of so it wasn't like honestly culture shock but when I got there, I was doing full sports because I got there in August and it was football season and it was the football season. Baylor went, um, I think 11 and one, like they were really good. They went to the sugar bowl. They went to the big 12 championship. And then men's basketball was literally going to win the natty. They were ranked number one. And so was women's basketball. So I just was there at a perfect time, but then COVID happened and everything got canceled. So when I was supposed to be like shifting to half news, I shifted to full news because sports got canceled. So for like basically a whole year, I was full news, no sports. And it was really horrible because it was COVID I was covering. And then I was covering all like the protests and all the, when the whole country was just in disarray. And then I was covering Vanessa Guillen, who's this soldier at Fort Hood, which is near Waco. She got murdered and it was this whole sexual assault like all these military people were coming forward. Like it was like a whole movement and she was murdered. So I was covering that. So it was just all depressing things. And I was alone. It was COVID. Then I got Gino. <laughs> no, lay down. And then, um, so I did that. And then my contract was supposed to end, but I, COVID kind of started to end and my boss left. So they were like, we can hire you as weekend sports anchor. So I just signed a one-year extension and I did one more year of just sports. And that's when Baylor won the Natty. The football team went to the Big 12 championship and won, went to the Sugar Bowl. Like we were able, like we were in the bubble for the Natty, but we got to cover it and do the parade. So it was really a good first market for the things I got to cover. Like I got really lucky, but COVID and stuff was just hard being that far and having to do news. But I think ultimately I am a better reporter because of covering news for that long. Right. And I was going to ask you like, like a hardship throughout your career. That's probably like one of like the, <laughs> that. yeah, the stints like in the, you know, the journey and things like that. But um, also like, you know, you mentioned a lot of like cool experiences you had in Texas, but like how long was it until, you know, the job opportunity for Tennessee came you know, in Nashville for the Titans? So my contract was up originally in I think it was August of 2021 my contract was up so I extended until May 2022 I didn't extend like a huge contract so I wasn't even there three years I was there like a little less than two and a half years um so once my contract started I was like six months out my agent um was like 
looking for national, not national, but like jobs out of local, like in New York, just like freelancing and stuff. So I wouldn't have to move far away again because I didn't want to do local anymore because local just has its major cons, which we could talk about. But I was like, I'm not going to a local market where I, where I'm going to have to deal with like, because I loved Texas, but we didn't have the staff. So like, I never had a photographer. I was shooting my own live shots at 11 PM in the middle of like bad sketchy areas. And I just like, didn't feel safe. And I would drive to high school football playoffs, like three hours there, three hours back in the same night, go live. It was just like a lot of unnecessary work where like, I couldn't even focus on the reporting because I was focusing on like editing and sending it back off a phone hotspot and like checking my surroundings and live shots. So I wasn't really focused on like what I was saying. So I, was, I said, I'm not going to a market where I'm doing that kind of stuff again. Like I don't mind filming, but I don't want to be live alone. I don't want to be like going places alone, sketchy, whatever. So he got me like good opportunities at regional networks and like freelancing and stuff. But then the second little stint of COVID came back, especially like in the Northeast. And a lot of the jobs were like, we can't guarantee that you're not going to be laid off or like that you're not going to be the first one to go and you're not on a contract. So I was like, okay, I can move home and freelance in New York. But like, do I really want to do that if I'm going to get laid off? And do I really want to move home? No, love my family. But like my brother's in college. My sister doesn't live with us anymore. She's like getting married. So I'm just like, I don't really want to live home. So I started looking at local jobs again and I saw this one opens and I was like, that's a good one. Like I had never been to Nashville, but I was like, mm, okay. And so I applied and like instantly they were just like, oh, do you want to come here? Like we could fly you for an interview. So I went to St. Louis for an interview and Nashville for an interview back to back. Like I flew to St. Louis, interviewed, flew to Dallas and then flew back to here. And like St. Louis, it was like a really good station. It was the number one station in the market, but I, that's the city of St. Louis. I was like, I don't see myself here. Like, I don't, like, it would be cool to cover the Cardinals and the Blues and stuff, but I was like, mm, not for me. And then I flew here and I was like, okay, I'm coming here. Like, if they offer me this job, I'm going to take it, even though it's local. It's just like so different in a big market, the staffing and the resources and the photogs and everything is just like so put together. It's like our newscasts are, they, are there, it's seamless. Whereas in a small market, just a lot of like, issues when you're in a small market so they offered me the job and I took it and that was before my I had like two months left on my contract in Waco so I was chilling at the end because I knew where I was going and now I'm here and I'm very happy to live in Nashville it's a good place I miss Waco but Nashville is a good spot definitely like you said like traveling you've traveled a ton over the course of like you know very short timing like I just want to know like what that transition's like like you know, is it easy to adjust to a different setting like that quickly, like how you did, like, you know, in a matter of a couple of months? No, it's, it's actually hard. I was just telling Kate this because she was like, oh, it's really hard, like trying to learn everything. And I was like, give yourself some grace, because if you think about it, we were in, she was in Eugene for two years. I was in Waco for two years. Like, you know, those teams like the back of your hand. Like, I know everything about Texas High School football, which is, I know too much about Texas High School football. And then I moved here and I've, I I know about the Titans kind of like I know the quarterback I know Derrick Henry but I didn't know the the ins and outs like I knew the basic knowledge of just being a football fan of having watched the Titans but then I come in it's like training camp and they're like oh AJ Brown's gone oh they have this receiver that and I'm like okay I need to really like study mm. and just honestly the hardest adjustment has been that NFL reporters a lot of the people here we cover other things but I've just come in 
during football. So NFL reporters, a lot of them in these type of markets have covered the team forever. So a lot of the writers here have been here like 20 years since the Titans came to Nashville, basically. So you just feel very behind because you don't want to ask like a basic, simple question and then everyone be like, who is this girl? But you also don't want to try too hard because you don't know yet. Like it's normal to have to learn everything, go in the locker room, like, okay, who is this? Who is this? Like, how am I supposed to know everybody on the practice squad? You're not going to, but now only having been here six months, I feel like I know so much, but then I still have so much more to learn. Now we're starting to cover hockey and I'm like a hockey, I'm like a basic hockey fan. Like I'll watch the playoffs, but I don't really like watch it. I, I had no idea who most of the people on the Preds were. I knew like Philip Forsberg, like the main person, but you just kind of have to be like, okay, take it as it comes and learn it. Cause you're also trying to adjust to living in a new place and making friends. So you're trying to adjust to the personal side of it. And then you go on TV and you're informing people about what's going on. So you need to know what's going on. So it's hard to feel like you have to, I guess, kind of cram it all. Like you're studying for a big test and you're trying to learn it all at the same time. But I have really good, the people at the other stations and the other writers and stuff are so nice here and so helpful that I don't ever feel like people are looking at me in a weird way, but it's definitely an adjustment. I, I think you don't settle in and adjust to something for a year, but then you're already like leaving because usually right. only somewhere for two years. So it's like, it's kind of a weird thing being in TV. Yeah. And like be, for me being in Rhode Island, like my whole life, like going down the street to Rhode Island college for two years and then just coming up to URI, like, I didn't know, honestly, I didn't really know, like, anything about, because I'm a sports fan, obviously, in general, but, um, like you said, like, players and stuff like that, and just going, like, covering a small school, like, I mean, not a small school, but obviously not, nothing compared to the NFL, but you don't know the players, you don't know the history, that I didn't know a lot about it at all, so I had to do, like, my research and, you know, get in the know so I could fit in, you know, like, my first, like, the first semester this is my first semester here. Yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to learn everything about the team. Yeah, but, you know, that's, that's part of the business and it's been, you know, obviously benefiting you and your favor. So like, you know, talking about like this season now, you know, Titans are seven to four now last week, they lost to the Bengals and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you're at every home game and I wanted to know like about like preparation. Now, this is like your first year with the Titans. Like um, what are your duties besides like reporting, um, you know, like off the camera and like, what's like, you know, do you just do like pregame halftime, like postgame or like, are you, are you live during the games as well or? Um, so we have a show this year, Titans game day. It's new for our station. So it's a pregame show from 10 to 10 30 AM every Sunday. Even if the Titans play like during the week, we still have it. And I just do the sideline stuff. So my, the main sports anchor is at the desk with the voice of the Titans and, um, the color person for the Titans, but he's also, he was a coach for the Titans for a while. So he's like the analyst type of guy. Um, so they do like the talking about the game, breaking all down and they'll just toss to me and I'll just do live shots from the sideline. So that's at home games. And then away games, Chris, the sports anchor will go to some of them. Like he's going to Philly this week and then I'll just be in studio anchoring, but he'll, we'll still do the game day show. I'll just, they'll just toss to me in studio, but like for Kansas city, it was Sunday night football. So we're NBC. So we all went and we did the show live and then we were live after the game on the field. Um, the games aren't on our air. Usually they're on CBS. So during the game, I'm just in the press box, like logging it. And then I just go down and do podium and locker room after. And then I'm live at five and 10. If it's a late game, I'll go back to the studio or I'll record something for 10. But my boss and I rotate home games. So we'll both be at the games for the pregame show. And then if he's doing the game, I'll leave and go in studio. 
for five and 10, or if I'm at the game, I'll be live at five and 10 or record something for 10. Um, but like during the week, so I'm off Mondays and Tuesdays during football. And then like tomorrow I'll go to Titans and do presser and locker room and shoot practice. And then Thursday, same thing. And then what are you doing? And then <laughs> Friday, we, they have like some, like coach Rabel doesn't avail, but we've been doing high school football. So we don't go on Fridays, but now that high school football is over, we'll probably be there on Friday. So mostly we're doing all Titans right now, but we still have like sprinkles of high school football, Preds, National SC, the MLS soccer team. Um, we covered those games when they were home and stuff. So we do everything. Just my my day-to-day totally changes every time. It's never the same. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, talking about similar, how we did about like your first opportunities with internships, like getting to see players and coaches up close and, you know, the cool stuff like that. Like what's it been like, you know, seeing like one of the best running backs in the in the NFL and Derrick Henry and just like players like of his caliber, you know, come in to Nashville and stuff like that, like post games and, and probably pregame too, like during warmups and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just normal because I see them like I'm at the Titans practice facility five out of seven days a week. So it's just normal. But the first time I went to the Titans, like, I think it was OTAs when I first got here. I was like, Derek Henry's huge. Like, you can't tell Mm -hmm. how big he is until you see him in person. But that was like my only initial, like, wow, this is kind of cool. And then it's like normal. Like I go into the locker room and there's not that many of us. It's like during games, more people come, but during the weekly practices, there's like 15 of us. So it's just like, you kind of feel like you're on a friendly basis with the players and coaches. Cause they all like, everyone knows everybody. So it doesn't feel like anything crazy. Whereas when I went to the chiefs, I'm a chiefs fan. So we went to Sunday night football chiefs and Titans. And I was just like, this is kind of crazy. Like Pat Mahomes is walking right next to me. Like that kind of stuff is more different. Cause I'm a fan of the team, but I'm right. not a Titans fan. So I, I don't really like think it's that. Crazy. Is that hard too? Like, was, is that hard? Like, you know, covering a team that you're not particularly, I mean, obviously you want the team to do well. Cause then yeah, you're going to be like, you know, yeah. Because covering them and your job is a lot easier and more fun and it's better going in a winning locker room than a losing locker room. But, um, I feel like now I'm not like a Titans fan. Like when the Titans were playing the chiefs, I was like, obviously like hoping the chiefs were going to win because that's my team. Mm. But I feel like you just become more like you, you know, the players and you like the players. So you want them to do well. So you see it on like a different level than you see it as a fan. Right. you're paying attention to the game, but you're not paying attention to it in the way of a, that a fan is like, we're lo- like analyzing what's going on rather than just like watching. Right. That's what I've kind of learned too. Like I'm a basketball fan, like hands down, like all day, love the, you know, diehard Knicks fan, stuff like that. But it's like, you know, covering a game, it's more so like you said, analyzing it and like what's going on to tell people, this is what's happening. This is why this yeah. is happening. Blah, blah, blah. And all that. So, but like when I, when I had my first internship last summer um, in Boston at the sports hub, um and that was when the celtics were in the finals so like being able to cover like you said like all the jobs that you had um during like uh world series and, and stuff like that like, those are like the really cool moments yeah. that i feel like that's the coolest thing to take back when you look at it all at the end of the day but you know kind of to close everything out i feel like that's a great way to segue into you know like your favorite part of reporting like what's been your favorite part of it and maybe like uh, a memorable moment you know throughout the years as well i love being at things like I want to be a sideline reporter I don't want to be an in-studio I I don't really like being in studio I love games so 
being able to be at like the national championship was so cool, even though it was COVID. So it wasn't full. It didn't feel like the same. It was just cool to be there and cover the parade. So that was um, one of my favorites. And also the big 12 football championship when they won on that last play, because I was shooting the games so I was on the field. So that was really cool. And then also the Titans chiefs, because I'm a Chiefs fan. So that was just really cool to actually be covering that. But it's definitely like sometimes I kind of have to like remind myself like okay I actually like used to dream about this and now I'm doing it I need to like stop I I have to be serious but sometimes I'm yeah. just like just going through emotions because I'm like rushing and I'm in a time crunch that I'm not like actually enjoying the fact that I'm doing what I thought I wanted to do and now I actually made it not made it yet but like made it kind of <laughs> right yeah you're on the on the on the verge of something great and it's it's cool to look at like again people that come, coming from around like you could do whatever I mean not coming from Rhode Island, but coming from the university of Rhode Island, like a lot of my classmates as well and stuff like that. Like, it's just cool to see where people have been ending up. And again, like you mentioned stone, uh, he's been a huge help for me. Um, yeah. Like he, he, he gave me a lot of advice, like you said, like to travel to like eight, 10 tournaments and just, you know, spend the money to get those experiences because you never know when it's going to happen oh. again. And you meet a lot of people. Like I met Ali LaForce at the A 10 tournament and, and um, I feel like I could reach out and she'll like help me just because I went up to her and talked to her. Like a lot of the sideline reporters, I even now go up to them and try to talk to them because they've been through all this and they can give you the best advice. So I always try to network with the big national people that are there or like the sports directors from the other market that have been there forever because you just literally never know who anyone knows or who can be like, oh, she's pretty good. Like I'm going to keep my eye on her. And then down the line, they help you. Right. And again, Nikki, I, I appreciate you taking the time. I know your schedule has been busy and stuff like that with the season you know, Titans have been playing great and, you know, the top of the AFC South and everything like that. But again, like I said, I appreciate you hopping on. I just wanted to know uh, what you think of Camp's Corner and who might you want to see in the future as a guest, if you know uh, anybody. Oh, you should get Kate on here. Kate's a good one. She has like a, the same perspective as me, but like a little different because she went to the West Coast. She went to Eugene, Oregon. So I feel like people that are in local um, are good to have on because it's such like a grind that people don't know about. And then also Stone. I've had, I've had Stone on, yeah. Oh, of course. Stone <laughs> is the best. But yeah, yeah um, no, I think you're doing a great job. These things are really good as much as, like, if I started a podcast and had five views, I'd be like, oh, this is a waste of not doing it. But then you literally, it helps. Because when I go on radio here, I'm just like, oh, this is so different than TV. Like, I don't know how to talk and just <laughs> be able to expand my thoughts rather than trying to squeeze everything into a minute 30. So I feel like podcasting is a great platform to have and also that's what's popular right now so right yeah it's got me a lot of connections and like you know people like yourself and stuff like that and and um again like skills like you just mentioned and i've been doing it for about a year now and i i wouldn't regret anything any of the episodes that i put out i've, I've been loving it exactly yeah but well, yeah but if you need anything or if any of your friends need advice i can give my i could try to give my best advice they could reach out. i always try to answer any student reporters or anyone trying to get into the industry. Cause I used to message everybody and yeah. the people that like actually helped. Right. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. But yeah. um, yeah, Nikki, I'll be in touch again. I appreciate you. This will probably be out tomorrow around, you know, same time, but again, I'll uh, be in touch and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. <laughs>